welcome to this Marvelicious Toys one-shot. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to a Marvelicious Toys one-shot. I'm Marjorie. This is Arnie. And I'm still Justin. Yeah, we're still here. We're still alive. We did not fall off the face of the earth. We did not die. We are not Marvelicious zombies. Well, I mean, we kind of had a really intense first part of the year that kind of took up a lot of time so i can't say that we're back every week at this point we have some big plans marvelicious has got some things going on behind the scenes but how could we not come and talk about a HasLab? we felt like we should get together and do a one shot right now and maybe do a couple one shots in the future but do a one shot to talk about hasbro's new HasLab. we'll get to that in a minute Justin, I mean, it's been many months since we've been online last. How's your collecting been? Crazy as ever, right? I mean, man, oh man, it's it's been so much stuff, hasn't it? We've had regular waves. We've had retro waves. We've had Avengers stuff. It's a lot of stuff still coming out. Actually, this year, I think, has had more stuff than all of last year. Yeah, it's been crazy the amount of just incoming with all the deluxe figures, super adaptoid and... All of that, the two packs, there has been just a ton. I have to say, I'm keeping up. I'm very happy with that. I really got a little overexcited with the revealed at San Diego Comic-Con Shield and Hydro Trooper two-pack that I just about got shipping notice on. I got like a pre-shipping notice on that. I have 12 of those coming thanks to some good friends who didn't want any and ordered their limit of three for me. (laughs) Nice. You got army build them. Exactly. Yeah, but it's it, it's been crazy. It's been hard to keep up with. But I think the best thing that's happened since we've been gone is it sounds like we're finally getting rid of the windowless package and regular packaging is coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No one liked it without windows. I mean, granted, there are some theft going on where people are swapping figures and we had that happen with bad paint job, Arnie. Remember when we did a target pickup on one and I yep. had to take it back in. So I, I do like having the windows and perhaps Hasbro can offset the carbon footprint or something in another way. I, I can't just, imagine I mean, that we Marvel Legends collectors are single-handedly destroying the environment. So I think there was a little bit of virtue signaling going on, maybe. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think what it was was virtue signaling with some cost savings that end up not saving them too much. Was I, For me... If there was something that I'd normally buy two of because I wanted to keep one in package, I just didn't need to do that anymore. Because if it's in the box or not, that package looks the same. So I don't need a second one to keep in box. And like Marjorie said, with the figure swapping, you don't even know if that's the figure in the box if you're buying it in a store or on Amazon. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, I honestly, I took a pause on my buying so much when the windowless packaging hit. I just found that the excitement wasn't there because I am an in-package collector as well as a loose collector. And the windowless packaging just kind of felt cheap to me. It just, the cardboard feel, I will say, the one thing I loved is it didn't have the plastic inserts and that crinkling of the plastic inserts as you fight with it to get your figures out and get the accessories out and all of that. I kind of liked the, it's just in a little tissue paper baggy idea for the accessories but i missed the window packaging so much and i can't believe they reversed course on it so fast 
So wait, the order of events here was Hasbro releases windowless packaging. Arnie ramps down buying tremendously. They announced they're bringing window packaging back. Arnie's buying again. Yeah, that's exactly the sequence <laughs> okay. of events. <laughs> okay. There's there's a link there. Mm -hmm. I mean, just saying. I mean, it's, it's. I have a feeling it's not just Arnie. I think you know the more casual collectors who might have dropped off and really don't follow the news when they start seeing them on shelves again. They're gonna be like, oh, all right, I'm I'm coming back. That's okay. I miss the FedEx and UPS people. So <laughs> it's taking a while to get the window packaging back, though, because they announced months ago that they're bringing back the windows. But it's going to be like January before we start seeing the windowed figures again. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes to show how many waves are always in production and shipping with with the Marvel team. I mean, so much of the stuff that's sitting here now was shipped months and months and months ago and were made over a year ago so it's gonna take a little while for those to work through but yeah i get the feeling by early spring the windowless packaging will be a thing of the past but will they do what conspiracy theorists are suggesting and re-release all the windowless figures in window packaging <laughs> just to get people who like to have it on package in that way as well i imagine that would be super duper expensive for them to do as well as not responsible where they get their money back you know what i mean like it's gonna cost a lot of money and i don't think they'd get that money back in that venture yeah and it would, it would also cause a lot of clogging on the pegs right i mean mm -hmm. i don't know i could see them sprinkling them in here and there you know some of the bigger more iconic figures that are just locked in a, a windowless box maybe getting a re-release in the future but not not everything no way yeah i i believed it when they first announced it because only a few waves had come out that way. But now because it has been the rest of the year, it does seem like there's been so many figures, but you talk about clogging the pegs. I can't say that in my stores, I've seen a whole lot of figures languishing. It's been really hard to find figures, not just the exclusives, but the regular waves they're selling through pretty quick. One of the targets near us though is full up on the, ant-man quantum mania wave though tons of them like that's all they have and they have like four pegs of them full but that's the most yeah. i've seen the figures in a really long time in midsummer there was a lot of good clearance stuff going on at target and walmart i i picked up almost full waves for sub ten dollars per figure you know ones that i had passed on because i was like eh you know, I don't I don't necessarily need this build a figure right now, but I was able to I got the entire Guardians of the Galaxy movie wave for some of them were below seven dollars. Wow. Just, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Wow, those are going pretty high these days. It's kind of hard to find that wave now. Yeah. And I don't think it's anything to do with the figures or people not liking the wave. I honestly think it's just that time of year where Target's like, oh, start clearing stuff out because we got to put, I don't know, goggles and swim floaties on the shelf. So let's take a look at the HasLab, though, because that was announced just the other day as of this recording. Hasbro, they've been releasing teaser images, and I can't say it was exactly a surprise when it was announced that the figure they were going to do for this HasLab was Giant Man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, before the teases, it could have been anything, but once they start teasing it, it's like, okay. If it's not Giant Man, then we're all a little off our rockers. I just kept wondering, because all of the pictures were the Avengers fighting villains, right? And I'm like, 
Watch it be a Quinjet and picture five of seven is a Quinjet landing and the X-Men coming to save the Avengers asses. <laughs> you know, personally, I could see that line of thinking, but I just I in my heart of hearts, I knew they weren't going to go back to a vehicle yet. No, they're honestly playing it safe. Right. I mean, if you look at the history of the Marvel Haslabs, there was the Sentinel and Galactus, both of which I believe Galactus is still the number one selling HasLab that there was. And the Sentinel is way up there. And yeah. both of those were Toy Biz Build-A-Figures that were too small for what they should be, even though they were nice and big for Toy Biz. And now Hasbro getting a chance to make those in really large scale. Giant Man is another Toy Biz Build-A-Figure wave that they did. And another one that they can now bring in in big scale. It's going back to the well. I mean, I think Apocalypse, they've already made a MODOK and they've already made a Mojo. So I think Apocalypse is like the last Toy Biz Build-A-Figure they haven't done going off the top of my head. Yep. Let's get Apocalypse out of the way because that opens the door wide open for Foom. Yeah, no kidding. That's what <laughs> I've been waiting for. Giant Man, I can't say... It super excited me as a character choice. I mean, I understand this is the 60th anniversary of the Avengers. That's a classic Avenger. It's a understandable choice, but I don't have the love for Giant Man that I have for, say, Sentinels and Galactus. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I mean, I'm obviously in on this and I'm excited for getting a huge figure with all this articulation that we can get into. But I think it's more for me personally. I just feel like we've been through since the Marvel Legends have started all these years ago, we've been through all these iterations of classic Avengers. You know, I did a Build-A-Figure Giant Man back in the day. It was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive a few years ago. You know, it's not like he's underrepresented. So it's hard to get excited yeah. for a fourth, fifth time for this character. But I am. <laughs> <laughs> and he's coming in at about two feet tall, 24 inches, that's not that much smaller than the Sentinel was. The Sentinel was about 28 and a half inches. So we're going to be seeing a figure of similar size there, a little bit smaller, lower price point, I'm happy to say, only $199 as compared to the Sentinel. Yeah, just trying to get a sense of the scale. But yeah, I mean, just looking at the Sentinel, it can be a little bit shorter than that, but way bigger than the Build-A-Figure. Yeah, way. I was not sure if I'd jump in on this immediately but when they announced the price point of 199 though it you know one thing we didn't talk about when we were talking about collecting this year the prices of figures have continued to go up and they're like 27 to 35 for basic figures i mean i couldn't believe it the, the ps5 spider-man figure was 35 dollars, and that is not a deluxe figure that is just Ouch. the figure right and i mean Le less than not deluxe. I mean, like, he didn't even come with alternate hands, really. Like, one or two. But, like, geez, man. We've had regular release Spider-Mans that had more hands included. Yeah, uh, no kidding. This uh, The prices are so high that when I order a wave of figures now from Entertainment Earth, it's $200 for a wave of figures. And so to get a giant man for the price of a wave, it's kind of a no-brainer to do that. Yeah. Yeah, the price is what really, really has me in on this. If we would have been looking at, you know, $299 or even $275, I, I probably would have balked. I mean, I would have probably still been in, but I wouldn't have been as geeked and happy about it. And the base offering 
like I said, 24 inches tall, comes with two extra face plates. So you take the helmet off and you can swap out his face, kind of like we did with Galactus having the face plates or Modok having the face plates. You can have smiling, you can have neutral face, or you can have angry. And somebody told me neutral face looks like John Cena, and now I can't unsee that. Was neutral face the very first picture that you showed? Because I was thinking that looked like John Cena. Yeah, that was neutral Yeah, face. I was like, that looks like John Cena. But maybe I just think he would play him, probably. Because he'll do anything. <laughs> this part of it has me wanting more information. Because we get these face plates that somehow fit in and under the cowl. So is that cowl going to be made out of a rubbery material that stretches a little bit to get those in there? Or is the whole half of that faceplate going to come off and then we put the face in and then snap that back on? They didn't even have that in their presentation video. They weren't able to demo that. They had alternate heads to show us what the faces would look like. But yeah, they weren't able to demo that. It's led some people to wonder about paint rub, like as you're putting it on and putting it off, if you're squeezing it under that mask or if the mask is resting on the face plates, would there be any paint rub that might damage the figure over a little bit of time? So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that part of it works, but I do like it. And I do like the cool tech that they're kind of showing off for how they made the eyes on this figure. So the if you, if you didn't see the presentation, the eyes are actually clear plastic. And then the details of the eyes are painted behind it. So the is eyes that why they look up. so creepy? Yeah, but realistic. <laughs> yeah, like, but I feel like he's like piercing into my soul just from this PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah, at least they're not movable. Kind of Marty Feldman one eye one way, and <laughs> like Hot Toys does. Yeah, look at look at the scale from his foot to his knee is as much plastic as one regular six inch figure. Yeah, I mean, he is a giant man. There is no doubt about that. <laughs> I wonder why they call him that. Yeah, we'll have to ask the team about that, see if they have any yeah. insight on that. Now, they do have stretch goals. The goal for this is actually very low. And if it funds just hitting the goal, it would be the lowest grossing HasLab ever because they only need 10,000 of them at 200 apiece. So their 2 million would be the lowest funded HasLab. But... If they get 12,000 orders, then we get a scroll head, which is kind of cool. That scroll is 12,000, right? And zombies 14? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Or is it the other way around? The zombie comes first and then scroll. Well, now I've got to look. Now we've got to yep. look. Zombie comes first, 12,000 backers or 12,000 orders, and you get zombie giant man, 14,000 backers, and you get scroll giant man. So these are just alternate heads that you can put on the giant man because there's no other flesh showing. It's able to just be that kind of icon. Yeah. And like they pointed out in the presentation for the scroll, those ears are going to be part of the head. You know, there's no way to like just attach those. So that's why he gets a full head. And I can't remember if they said the zombie was a faceplate or full head. Full head because of the rotted antennae. Well, okay. and they're all wonky as a zombie, too. They're all, like, cockeyed. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to have any problem hitting the stretch goals. Now, I was notoriously optimistic about the Engine of Vengeance. I thought that would fund. I thought it would be a success. I thought we'd get our stretch goals and our Goblin Queen and all of that. So maybe I'm a little bit of an optimist. But as of this recording, we're already approaching 
3,800 backers. And I that's in just the first couple of days. We have 44 days left to go on this. I think we're going to be getting both of these. I went ahead and ordered three, one for each of the heads. There you go. Well, and if you're going to go that far, you might as well get five to go the whole go the whole Monty because there's different. Shut up, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if he's jumping back in the pool, he's got to jump all the way back in the pool. That's true. (laughs) I I went a little nuts on Galactuses, so I don't need to do that again with giant men. But I got three so that I didn't have FOMO about missing out if I decide I want to display zombie giant man scrawl giant man and regular giant man in my various displays i have to say the zombie giant man's kind of an interesting choice because they made him blue kind of like that animated what if captain america zombie instead of making him kind of ghoulish like the actual marvel zombies comic giant man they seem to wanted to fit with that aesthetic of the what they've done so far which you know I could go either way on it, you know, because if you have a couple of those other zombie figures, you want them to match. But at the same time, this isn't going to be on the store shelves for kids to see. So it would be an opportunity to do something a little more grotesque and over the top with it. But, I, you know, it's not it's not going to stop me from enjoying a cool rotting zombie face. I do have some questions about the HasLab overall, though. I mean, I have some things I wonder, like the fact that no stretch goals involve action figures this time. It's always been that the stretch goals with Galactus, we did get an alternate head. We got the doom head. We got, and with the Sentinel, we did get the master mold head and the damaged head, but they've always thrown some action figures in there. And I think having a six inch figure there might move the needle in a way so that people who are on the fence decide, you know, I'm, pretty all in on the six inch figures so i want the six inch figure that's coming with this HasLab. even if they may not be so jazzed about the base offering they may want some figures i wonder if making it all about giant man might hurt overall sales yeah it might but at the same time i feel like that was a a decision they took into consideration while while doing this whole campaign price point base offering, all that stuff. And if they were at, like I said, if they were asking $50, $100 more for this, then I think you got to throw in some action figures. But at $199, I feel like that is a good fair price for just the base offering. But what about for stretch goals? How would you feel about new figures versus new heads? I mean, obviously a new figure is going to be more tooling, more cost to, to Hasbro. But personally, yeah, I would rather have some figures. But I think what I'm saying is, is if they're going to, if they're planning on figures, that cost then goes into the base offering. So now we're thinking 250 as a base price because they know one of the stretch goals is going to be a six inch action figure. And I think they got some backlash with the Engine of Vengeance because they showed off those figures, Hellstrom, Goblin Queen, what have you. And people were upset because they felt like, those figures were locked basically behind a paywall or something. And so I think, honestly, this entire HasLab feels kind of reactionary to what went wrong with the Engine of Vengeance. People were complaining about the figures being so hard to get with the Engine of Vengeance. Okay, let's not make it any figures. People didn't go for a vehicle. Okay, let's go back and do another big fig from Toy Biz. You know, it it feels very pendulum swing. 
Yeah. I mean, this, this very much does feel like a reaction to that campaign. And, you know, I, I think they have to take into consideration to the massive negative campaign that some collectors waged against that engine of vengeance. Like that thing was Arnie, you said you were optimistic for it. It was trending towards funding. And then that campaign started and people started pulling out. Like it went backwards. Mm -hmm. It was a really slow, bad death to watch. Yeah. So yeah, I think watching that and trying to figure out what happened there. And I don't know that anybody knows for sure. I feel like this is a nice, safe offering to come back with that. I, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't fund or why anybody would get on a negative campaign over it. Now, I want to clarify to my own question. I'm more excited by additional heads and things that entice the base offering. If you go back and listen to our show when we were discussing the Galactus HasLab and its stretch goals, and that was before they would reveal what the stretch goals were, and we were kind of guessing what will stretch goals be, and I thought maybe he'd come with that drill accessory or something. Figures can be released. You can always make figures and put them out through Hasbro Pulse, through so many channels, but you'll never have another chance to build accessories for this. You can't sell an accessory pack for a HasLab outside of the HasLab. So I would rather them make the base offering as deluxe as possible with their stretch goals. I would like every stretch goal to be something that we could never get at another time instead of a figure that, yes, you can release. Even if it's something like Goblin Queen, which is a little spicy for release, you can always do a PulseCon exclusive or something. Yeah, and that, I mean, that that totally makes sense. The only pushback I would give to that line of thinking is with Giant Man being in a specific costume, I feel like now would be a great time. Maybe the base offering could have been 225 and they could have given us a six-inch version of this character in this scale and a three and three quarter inch and then a miniature one that's a good idea for a pack though for a HasLab, just to get like the descending size yeah. which they did as a san diego comic-con exclusive many years back where the giant man was only 12 inches tall but it was a 12 inch a six inch a three and three quarter inch and then a mini right like everyone one... needs a paint update <laughs> right yeah but each one of those were different iterations of the costume in that San Diego pack. That's true. They were. So this one I think would be, and you know, maybe, maybe if we blow this out of the water and halfway through the campaign, it's at double the needed funding. The team will be like, Hey, here's a surprise tier. I know. I, I was surprised there were only two tiers. Also, this seems like three is the number that the has labs usually go for. So could there be a surprise tier? Probably not, but it would be great if there were. Yeah. But so that's what, something they could still release as a deluxe pack, too. They could still release like a six inch and a tiny one or a six inch and a three inch or something like that. The three inches would probably be the harder one to get because that would be, you know, totally new tooling, whereas they're able to repaint and reaccessorize a lot of bucks on the six inch figure. Right. And that that point right there is kind of where my question comes in. And not so much a question, but an observation and kind of a kudos to the Hasbro team for making this buck, at least the majority of it, specific to Giant Man. Because a lot of times you see something like this and your brain, your mind as a collector goes right to, okay, what else could they reuse this for? Well, with this one having so much texture everywhere and the actual sculpted gloves, sculpted boots and everything, 
not a whole heck of a lot. So this is made to be giant, man. Sure, they could probably use the torso and the upper thighs for something else down the line, but they didn't skimp is what I'm saying. They didn't just paint on the glove details and the boot details. No, and they've done that with all of the Haslabs. I remember when they did the Sentinel and I asked them, are these Sentinel parts able to be reused as Galactus? Because that's what they did in the Marvel Universe line is they came out with the Sentinel and the Galactus and they had the same thighs and things like that. And they said, no, if we do a Galactus, which they did the next year, it was going to be a totally new sculpt. They were going to sculpt Galactus to be Galactus. And yeah, they're keeping to make these figures for the HasLab special. And speaking of special, one thing that they were really excited about in the live stream they did, 91 points of articulation on Giant Man, including, I think he has a more articulated hand than a human. He has 29 points of articulation in each hand, including a swivel on the fingers. I don't think my fingers can swivel. Uh, I've been trying ever since their video, and <laughs> I, I'm thinking 29 is very high. I have uh, a question, though. Why would you get that close to 100 and be nine short? Well, They're so close. But you know what? It's actually kind of one of those things where it's like, a hundred sounds like maybe you're BSing. Ninety-one <laughs> sounds like you actually counted that up, and wow, that's a lot of points of articulation. <laughs> yeah, he's got the toe bend. He's got the fingers that can bend, and because he's such a big figure, the articulation looks good. You know, so often I complain articulation kills aesthetic, and in this case, not at all there. And as they pointed out, because this is completely sculpted to be giant man, pinless arms, pinless legs with this articulation, you know, they're able to sculpt it to be one piece like that because they don't have to th think about reusing the thighs and reusing the forearms. Yep. And articulation is something that I'm always interested in and the engineering and industrial design behind it. So for no other reason, even if I hated giant man, I'd be getting this uh, just to see the engineering of this thing, you know, a two foot plain old body, fully articulated figure with nearly 60 points of articulation and hands alone. Yeah, I'm I'm in. So, Justin, you said you've gotten one. Is there a chance of you double dipping, triple dipping as this campaign goes on? A, a double dip is definitely not out of the question. Definitely not out of the question. And, you know, like I said, if if this thing really takes off and has some wings and rumbling start that hey maybe they're gonna throw an extra surprise tier at us because that that has happened in the past it's not completely unheard of of a surprise tier hitting so yeah if for some reason a third tier comes out and me getting a third one helps get us to that i'll i'll gladly own three giant men <laughs> <laughs> so kudos to the hasbro team we'll definitely be seeing them in the coming months before this campaign ends at New York Comic Con, they announced they're going to be there with it, like they were with the Engine of Vengeance last year. We'll be there to talk to them about that, if not before. One other thing I just wanted to touch on before we go, since we're not sure when our next show will be, there's another crowdfunding campaign starting at the end of this month that has me really excited. I'm pretty sure Giant Man's going to fund, so I don't have any concerns about that. But there is a line of toys that is about to go to kickstarter called street humans now uh, is this david vonner's new thing vonner seems to be attached in some way because he's posting about this a lot 
on Facebook and he seems to be tied into it. But this line is something that will actually save me so much time and money if they come out with it. And <laughs> you may be asking, why the hell are we talking about street humans on Marvelicious Toys? Are we branching out? Are we just going to be an all toy podcast? Because the picture here looks like Bat Boy versus Tiger Man. Or actually, it looks like the creature from the movie Tales from the Dark Side against one of the sleepwalkers from that Stephen King film. <laughs> Fully looks like the cover of an Animorphs book. <laughs> <laughs> but these are called street humans for a reason. When you look at the actual figures, they're dudes. They're like jacked dudes. And you can see they come with weapons, alternate hands, highly articulated. I have long thought that my marvel legends need some people to fight you know they need some people that are not just aim soldiers not just super villains if you look at daredevil and spider-man and your street level heroes from marvel they need some thugs they need some goons right they need some just everyday people to fight on and here while they've advertised and are creating a story around these animal faces you get a couple different looking human heads, some different hairstyles that you can pop on the bodies. And these scale really well with Marvel Legends. They've been posting photos of different Marvel Legends next to the street humans. And the street humans are a little bigger. But then again, Spider-Man's not the tallest hero either. And it's nice to have something imposing to go against a Marvel Legends figure. I can see these doing really well because... I don't know if you're familiar with Mythic Legions at all, Arnie, but it's a it's a company that started off as a Kickstarter type of thing, and they it's it's by the Four Horsemen, a bunch of guys who used to work on the the Masters of the Universe line at Mattel, and they left and started their own, and now everything they do is kind of Masters of the Universe adjacent, but a little bit off. So they have like a Skeletor looking guy, but you can tell that it's not. But anyway, mm -hmm. that community is really blown up, and they. Everybody who gets into those, they end up buying more and more because you can easily customize. You can pop heads off of characters here and there, parts of the armor. Sounds like that's what they're doing here with humans. So these, I can see people buying three or four of the same one just to use as parts to create completely new people out of them. Yeah, and take a look at this. You can actually, they are disjointed at the waist where you can actually take the waist off and swap the legs and the bodies so you can create more variants like that, which is yep. something super awesome. I mean, I love the tracksuit mafia figure that they put out at Target and Marvel Legends that comes with the three heads and all the weapons and things. I think that's great. But being able to swap pants and things like that against you know here against two totally different looking people i think that's really an awesome way to go as far as being able to have variety on your shelf as to what they're fighting yeah and it looks like they're doing it right you know they're, they're going to get the funding they need to do this and it looks like they're working off of the same basic buck just giving you options with paint and different skin tones different head sculpts which is smart because if this takes off then they can put that money back in and do other sculpts. You know, we can get shorts. We can get, mm -hmm. you know, different upper body type of things. So, yeah, this is a smart campaign. And I think it, it's something that collectors of any six-inch scale line could get into. And you talked about how you love articulation. They're really putting a lot of articulation into these figures, too. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, Not 91 not points, mind missed. you, but... 
Right. But look, looking at it, I can't see any like skimped points of articulation. So yep. that's something that's starting at the end of the month. If you just Google Kickstarter street humans, their goal is going to be $107,000, which isn't all that high, all things considered. I think that that would be very doable so long as the word gets out and people know, hey, this can accent your six-inch figure collection, not be a new six-inch figure collection. Yep. Because I say this would save me money. I've been buying Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park figures and things like that just if they look like they're in street clothes or I can swap heads or something and start populating dioramas with humans. And so it would be nice if there was just a line of that and I didn't have to kit bash so much because I'm not very good at it. Skin tones often don't match up right. <laughs> yep. And that's that's why a lot of people collect G.I. Joe as well, because there's a lot of that in this. But like this is really stripping it down, right? This is really giving you everything you need to mix match and make a nice diorama with a bunch of diversity in it. Yeah. So I'll be backing that Kickstarter and just wanted to get the word out about it. Heck yeah. I'm in. And as for Marvelicious Toys, as mentioned, we are going to be at New York Comic Con in October. We missed San Diego this year. It was our first time missing after 18 consecutive years. Hopefully Jeez. we don't miss we don't miss Comic Con again for another 18 consecutive years. We can go 18 more in a row, but mm. we will not miss New York. Yeah, we haven't been to Javits in a long time because of the pandemic and Toy Fair is happening in September now and I think Hasbro's not focusing on Toy Fair. They're doing their own PulseCon in September. And yeah. so this will be our first trip to Javits since February of 2020. I can't believe When it. COVID was breaking out. Yeah, yeah. it was just brand new. Still fresh I, in the I package. I coughed on the airplane and people turned around and stared at me. <laughs> I was sick. I don't know what I had. But, I mean, it was pretty frightening. I was like, they're going to throw me out mid-flight. <laughs> But that is the end of this one-off. I want to thank our audience for coming back and staying subscribed to us in our absence and sticking with us to come back and watch this video or listen to this podcast. Greatly appreciate you for joining us for this show. Heck yeah. It's always fun to get together and talk Marvel toys. And we're going to do it again. Not sure exactly when, but we will be back. Until then, thanks for listening to Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2023, all rights reserved. Okay, I was just trying to figure out how many points of articulation a human has, but it got too complicated and not an easy Google. Yeah, I looked that up too and I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> There's seven like areas of articulation that are points of articulation. So the older I get, I'm getting to be more five POA. <laughs> <laughs>